This week on Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast, it's anniversary Palooza week with all kinds of anniversaries of Star Trek shows that began many, many years ago. And we also have a couple of Lower Decks episodes to catch up on. So thanks for joining us. Johnson. Hey, Mike. How are you? I am doing okay today. Yeah. Doing all right. How about you? I am good. Yeah. I got a run in today, a nice four mile run, my longest in the training so far. So I feel good. I don't think I've ever run more than three miles in my life, like in one sitting, in one sitting, in one, in one running, sitting. in one running, <laughs> in one instance. Sitting and running don't really go together all that well. It's just but what I say for work. It's like no, in one sitting. Like, yes. Whatever. I understand. Uh, yes, I, um, I understand. But, but happy Next Generation birthday. Is it today? It is today. Yes. Okay. Uh, September 28th, 35 years ago. Oh, okay. Okay. So I was grounded 35 years ago and couldn't watch it. But fortunately, we had a VCR and I could record it, which my parents allowed me to do. And I have no idea what I was grounded for either. So that's I was not even part of the story. I was what, five, <laughs> six? Okay. All right. I didn't, but I didn't watch it when I was, as you may recall, I didn't watch it. Uh, I didn't watch season one, too. I didn't start till right. season three. Right. When you were... And I watched Encounter Farpoint on... old, eight years old, I guess. Yes, correct. Correct. Yes. But I did watch it on VHS. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, so yes. you're old enough to remember VHS. Of course. Yes. Of course. So, yeah. No. Uh, looking back at all the promotional pictures from it that were online today, I was like, oh, I remember all those. Some of those were in the Star Trek The Next Generation magazine, which at one point I had all of the, epi- all of the episodes, yeah, all I the didn't, issues for. Yeah, I didn't start until The Communicator. In terms mm, of the magazine. No, yeah. I was a Star Trek, the uh, Star Trek, the next generation magazine collector. And I had all of those. And then Deep Space Nine had their own magazine and I collected all of those. And those are lost in the trails of time and like, <laughs> the trails of time somewhere. Yes. Well, that's Starlog. Do you do Starlog? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, I, have, I had a couple of issues with Starlog. I didn't collect yeah. them, but... I don't know that I was a collector, but I picked them up regularly. Uh, and actually, that's where I first learned about like phase two of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. That whole like they were before the movie, the motion picture, they were going to bring back a new series of Star Trek. And right. um, so that's where I found out about that. Where did you that's pick actually... those up at Walden Books? I did Walden Books. Walden Books oh, was my jam. Walden Books. So in Maine, we had Mr. Paperback. What the fuck is Mr. Paperback? Is that it's a chain a, or is that yeah, uh, it's a, it was a ch- No, it's a chain. So it was a chain in Maine anyway. Um, oh. Maybe in like northern New England. Maybe there was oh. some in New Hampshire and Vermont. But that was beyond my purview. But um, Walden Books was only in Portland, Maine, which was about two hours 
roughly oh, wow. two hours away from me. So on the off chance that I did go to Portland, I would go into a Walden books. I loved was, Walden yeah. books. So yeah. I would literally so, sit there and just read. <laughs> oh, wow. One of those people. Well, yes, you grew up in New York City, so you had all those, all the things here at your fingertips. Well, uh, Staten Island. Uh, right, right. But, you know, it's still New York City-ish. Wait, did you go to, so there was a mall in Staten Island that you would go to? to Correct. Yeah, see. Yes. A mall for me was a strip mall. It wasn't, although, no, oh, there, no there was a, the Bangor Mall. That, that was one, you know, also a place, but it's all one level. And it was like two corridors, which were a lot of stores for, you know, main shop. But what is anyway. that huge mall in Jersey? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, um, American yeah. Dream. We should go. Oh, oh. We have like an yeah. indoor like skiing facility, mm-hmm. water park, indoor water park, laser tag escape rooms oh it's insane yeah we should go uh you you had me at laser tag yeah you had me at laser tag i would go and play laser tag in a heartbeat this is forever i love laser tag yeah no i haven't played laser tag in forever um but and escape room is also fun for you know if you want to do more cerebral activities yeah laser tag is definitely running around and yeah it's running around screaming i would be screaming and crying Yes, I can imagine you being screaming and, and trying. So, yes. um, so it's been, yeah, so it's the anniversary of The Next Generation, which mm-hmm. obviously was the beginning of your fandom, not necessarily right. this episode, but I mean, I did watch the original series on rerun before The Next Generation, but I was super excited about The Next Generation, obviously. Mm-hmm. And when you see a kid on the bridge, you know, namely Will Wheaton, uh, who we talked about a few episodes ago, talked to a few episodes ago. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that was really exciting as a kid to see a, you know, to see a kid your age on the bridge of the enterprise. Right. right. That was cool. Um, But that is not the only anniversary. Just a mere two days ago, we had the 21st anniversary. It's now legal. Enterprise can now legally drink in most states. Um, But But you don't remember where you were for Enterprise. I don't remember where I was for for Enterprise. Um, I really don't. Uh, I wish I could. But, you know, that that was sort of like. So I do. So I think that everyone kind of knows that, you know, I'm a, I'm a big music Star Trek music from that, you know, period person. I had all the albums on CD um, at that time, but when enterprise came out, you know, you're, you've got the next generation theme song, you've got deep space nines theme song, you have Voyager's theme song, and then you get to Enterprise. I know Enterprise and- was such a dark horse in so many ways. I didn't, I don't, I don't think we really talked about it, but I was never really a fan of the whole idea that they want to strip Star Trek from the name of the series. I, I right. really didn't like that. Yeah, and obviously they were trying to make it more for broad consumption. Right. Because they were thinking that by doing that, they would be opening up a larger fan base. But I thought that was ridiculous and dumb. Yeah. And, and they backtrack- like, who are you fooling? I don't, I don't understand, you know? Right. And then they backtracked two seasons later and added it Correct. back on. 
So, um, but they never changed the theme song. No, the only time they changed the theme song was on the uh, Mirror Darkly episodes. I think in season three they did they they added like extra percussion or something. Oh, maybe to the theme song. It was like extra instruments. Yeah, it was still this. You know, it was no, but it was the same. Yeah, it was the same. Yes, Um, you know, and and really, you know, Archer's theme is sort of the real true theme of enterprise and they should have just used that for the opening credits but yeah they did not so yeah 21 years ago so i think you know did you like broken bow did you like the first episode i didn't mind it i didn't mind it i think it was interesting yeah for sure it is better than encounter at farpoint i thought i don't remember if i compared it to encounter at farpoint um i think for that that uh generation of shows i still think that deep space nines was the best oh absolutely all of them ds9 one of the best emissary was definitely um one of the best was the best premiere out of those four shows that ran over 20 years back in the day what we now call legacy i would still call it one of the best star trek premieres in general yeah yeah strange new worlds would be up there for me though now um strange new worlds no strange new worlds is good but emissary was it was just so cerebral and philosophical you know it's yeah. so different and still yeah, very different compared to star trek nowadays yep. that and it still stands um head to head with the best of those you know what i mean oh absolutely yeah so yeah, yeah. i mean we named a whole podcast after our favorite Correct. show so Correct. um yes so and I think, what did we determine? Are we now, do we have more episodes now of our podcast than we than they had of Enterprise? Was it 96 that they got? To? Yeah, they didn't reach 100. It was like 96, 97. So what is this? Is this episode 98 for us? Yeah, this is 98. So we are, um, we have released more episodes than Enterprise. So there we go. the anniversaries don't stop there. So last Saturday, a mere five days ago, was the fifth anniversary of Discovery, which launched modern or the new Trek, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, this new resurgence of Trek that mm-hmm. now has five, you know, five years later, we have five different shows with others in pre-production yet mm-hmm. to be announced. Why? Mm-hmm. I do not know. Mm-hmm. What are we holding out for here? Tell us something, Alex Kurtzman, please. I know. Give us well, something to latch onto for the future. While Comic Con's right around the corner, New York Comic Con's right around the corner. I don't know if they're going to announce anything like big like that there. Yeah, no, you know, so so we we are going to Friday. <laughs> Correct. We're going we're going on Friday when nothing's happening. Right, but um, but my Saturday PTO was is... approved, thankfully. Oh, so that's here good. we go. So I, I, go. I, still, I still need to do that. But then again, you know, I, everyone's off on Fridays except for me and one other person, one or two other people. So, you know, it'll be fine if I take off. Um, so I'm not worried about my PTO getting approved, but the panel for Star Trek universe is not until Saturday. I know So that's kind of a bummer, but and I yeah, know, I don't, I don't feel like they ever, so my my recollection, I was there in 2017, just five years ago, yeah, mm-hmm. when Discovery was on stage and Michelle Yeoh popped up out of the audience and said she wanted to be brought back 
because we had seen enough episodes at that point mm-hmm. where we had seen the first two and obviously she had been killed so right uh, oh. and they did not let that leak out so what you know mm-hmm. when you see her later on in the mirror universe right you you are completely shocked because so right. they never let that out because she's right, right, like right. i want to come back bring bring Giorgio back and mm-hmm. you know they did but it was it was a great little thing that i'll remember she jumped up out of she had, she pretended she had a hat on and she pretended she had a question and then it was you know the cast screamed and you know it was just it was really yeah. good yeah. um but that was back when we barely knew the cast like we had a couple episodes to mm. you know i don't even know that i don't remember who all was up there i mean obviously stamets was up there and tilly and michael Mm-hmm. And I don't think Jason Isaacs was even there, uh, but I don't oh, remember. I don't want I don't Jason remember. Isaacs to come back. Um, I don't remember if Wilson Cruz was up there. He might have been. Well, this uh, is my first Comic-Con ever. Yes. Ever. Of any sort. So I feel that I'm going to hate it because of the crowds, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, there. you know, yeah, I don't know what to expect with the crowds. Um at this one but also i will say that it is the javits center is huge it's really big i mean it's not as big as whatever wherever they have san diego comic-con but it's still right yeah but it's huge it's huge and it well it's felt crowded pre-pandemic i would you know i don't know how busy it'll be but um you know i'm looking forward to it i particularly enjoy enjoy the showroom floor you know poking around in the I'm just gonna follow crannies. you wherever you go because I don't really have anything that I want to see so yeah no it'll be fun you know you, we'll see a lot of stuff yeah it'll be fun sure. uh, I, I I will have fun because I I love trying to find something unique that you can only get at comic-con I um, will have fun you will have fun that yes, is a great I attitude will. can you keep that attitude Yes, another, I will have so much another fun. 10 fun days. will be had. Fun, fun, fun will now commence, as Seven would like to say. Yes, there we go. Yes. yes. I will say that before going in. Fun will now commence. Yes. yes. So, so it's Disco's fifth anniversary. Do you also. remember where you were when you watched the Disco premiere? Uh, I mean, I remember I was in New York. I was at my ex's place where I was living. Um, uh-huh. That's what I remember. But more importantly about that whole thing is somehow after that premiere, I stumbled upon Discovering Trek as a oh, podcast. And so that sort of got me into, like it never really vibed. I listened to the old Star Trek.com podcast with, um, I don't want to remember his name. I've blocked him out, but I, I hated I, that. I, I listened to it. So I don't remember his name. Yeah, I didn't mind him. Oh, he was horrible. He was oh, okay. so horrible. Um, yeah, he, you know, he just, yes, I, I just don't, he was not good. He was, um, it was sort of, I, I felt sort of an embarrassment to fans because he was just an idiot. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Strong I just, I don't know. I really didn't have, I had strong feelings negatively about him. You do anyway, have strong feelings. Goodness. I do. Um, uh, yes. And he, you know, he you have maybe, <laughs> I have a lot of notes and most of, notes. of them, most of them underline the fact that he should not be on the Star Trek podcast. But anyway, well, um, he may have even, uh, I don't think he did. I don't know who did the, I can't remember who, whether he did the panel at, 
Comic-Con, but I feel oh, really? like I've, yeah, I feel like you've seen him do a panel at a, at one of the Comic-Cons. It may have been that one, um, or may have been another one, another panel, a, a, another year, but anyway, I did not like him. Um, but then I stumbled upon discovering Trek and that's when I got to, you know, know Bill and Dan, I actually mm-hmm. left them a message on their website, on the website, at one point, which they used uh, in their show. Oh, wow. And so I've been, that's how I found out about fan sets. And I found mm. fan sets at New York Comic Con. Oh, wow. And all that the started falling into place. Yeah. So that was all part of that experience. I actually think they were, yeah, they went to uh, New York Comic Con that year, that uh, 2017, that Discovery had their panel. So, oh. Um, yeah, so that sort of began my, you know, where I found better, um, better listening for podcasts mm-hmm. on Star mm-hmm. Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, yes, and here we are five years later and we are close to releasing our hundredth episode of Deep Space Pride yeah. on the network that Bill and Dan run from me listening to Discovering Trek right. all those years ago. We've all, we've all circled back to the beginning. We have. That's what you call landing the plane, Johnson. That is when you land the plane. (laughs) So got it. Got it. Thanks for educating me. Yeah. That's, that's a perfect example of landing the plane. Anyway. uh, Uh So the only other news of note this week, right. Is the fact that, and we're, we're tier. It's almost too hard to say this news out loud. Right. (laughs) Um, that Star Trek four with, uh, the JJA cast yeah. has been taken off Paramount's schedule. So, um, yes, I've gone through many boxes of tissues at this point. <laughs> um, no, not really surprising given. No, that not at all. It's ridiculous. Not, you know, given that their director up and left what a month ago. And now the cast has contracts in place. Yes. <laughs> like, what? You know. Whatever. So, sadly, we are not going to get the whales version from the JJ universe. The whales story from oh the JJ universe. Um, you know, so there's there's that sad, sadly disappointing news. Um, but, I, you know, I do really love the cast. I mean, I you know, the cast is a strong cast. I mean, really, yeah. they're all, you know, when they started that journey mm-hmm. in 2009, they were all basically unknowns. They were pretty, yeah, they were all very fresh. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Zoe Saldana is big now, you know, um, who's the guy in The Boys now? I can't wait. I can picture him, but I can't think of his name. And this Carl, is Carl Urban. Yes, Carl Urban is big. I mean, he, mm-hmm. they're starting to film, I think, season five of The Boys, right? Or four? Season four. Season four of The Boys. I finished season three, finally. I actually really liked it. Oh, that's yeah. good. I never went back to it. Because season two came out right at the beginning of the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. And then they've had season three. Yeah, yeah I watched part of season three. I stopped, but then went back to it. And I'm glad I did. It was really good. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Zachary Quinto is a lot bigger. He's done some American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Um. A lot of audio narration that I've listened to, which is he's really good at. Um. Yeah. Uh. Sadly, um. Chekhov is no longer with us. That was sad. Yeah. Uh. 
Anton. Anton, Anton Yelchin. Yeah. Um, John Cho is huge, right? You know, he's... I don't know if he's, like, huge. He's... Moderate. But he's he's yeah I mean he's he's really he, he, he's had yes he's had a few yeah um big milestones after yeah. 2009 Star Trek yeah yeah um and obviously Chris Pine has um you know yes he's become his has when, taken off. Yes. uh he's Wonder Woman's lover um among other things yes Jack Ryan I want to say was he he played Jack Ryan for a mo- in one of the movies right um. Did he? I do not recall. Mm. Well, now he's in that Harry Styles movie. Oh, what movie is this? Like something darling. Oh, okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? It 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 made a it had it was a lot of uh talk about it. No, I mean I vaguely I think I know what you're vaguely I've seen some posters or something. Don't worry, darling. It. What's it Don't. called? Don't worry, darling. Don't worry. No, no, no. I do not know very much about this at all. There was a lot of gossip coming out of, there was just controversy and such coming out of, I think, Toronto and, or Venice, sorry, the Venice Film Festival. Oh. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but he's definitely yeah. a much No, I mean, no, now. the whole cast, yes, they've definitely yeah. has, they've gone on to do bigger and better things in Star yes. Trek. Yeah, It's a long short of it. Um, so. We are leaving out uh, the English chap who I cannot think of his name right now, which is but horrible. English, As, you know me, English. I'm not, this is not me being unprepared. This is me. I I don't know names very well. You're much better at names. What English chap? What, who? Um, who's done all those zombie movies, uh, independent zombie movies. He plays Scotty. Simon Pegg. Right. Simon Pegg. Yes. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm not very good with names of star, you know, but I, oh, so uh, today I was running, like I said earlier, and I actually listened to the Into Darkness soundtrack while I was running, so. Oh, okay. Um, the I Into mean, Darkness Ma- soundtrack is good. I mean, Michael Giacchino. Giacchino, thank you. I never can also say his name. I don't know what I'm um, saying, right? I just say Giacchino. Oh, I think it's You just say with confidence I- and move on. Okay, there we go. I think it's Giacchino, but anyway. Um, I've moved cap- on already. Cappuccino, but anyway, um, his music is really great, and yes. um, there's some really there's, good tracks on there. There are so, yes, I think last week I listened to Star Trek Beyond's soundtrack while I was running. I mean, um, all those movies have good soundtracks, honestly. They do, yeah. It's actually one of their best parts, unlike Enterprise. But anyway, we digress. <laughs> um. But yes, going back to the news item, no one's surprised. No, 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 no. no. Um, it's unfortunate. Uh, I mean, we would definitely love to have another movie from that cast. They're an amazing cast. So why wouldn't mm-hmm. we like to have another movie? Um, you know, flaring lights and all of those wonderful things that JJ loves to throw into movies. Wow. Um, but he must be too busy to direct Star Trek Four. So, I mean, yeah. he's also blown up he's a lot. He's also a busy guy. Yeah. What is he working on now? I wonder. You know, we should we should call him up and ask him what he's working on right now. I don't know what he's working on right now. I haven't I feel like heard he's, as uh, much about his current projects in production. No. There's probably something. Probably something. Maybe maybe. Well, there's supposed to be another Chlorfield movie. So that's under Bad Robot. Oh, uh, okay. Or I don't know. Yeah, um, I'm not a not a huge Cloverfield fan. No. 
Oh, no. I like it. So, you know, and then that alien from Cloverfield appeared in what I think appeared in Star Trek 2009, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The The whole thing about his, his aliens always seem to appear i remember uh, i recall us having a conversation about yes we've in the past had this conversation about jj's monsters and there were there were similarities (laughs) there's similarities across universes yes thank you thank you jj um so yeah that's pretty much the news this week um we've got a couple of weeks of lower decks to chat about yeah um but you know one of the things i did want to cut talk about because we did take last week off sort of int- uh unexpectedly but also you were traveling for work for what six yeah. or seven days yeah so um that also prompted a little bit of a break mm-hmm. um in our schedule and mm-hmm. um so moving forward i think uh you and i talked about it you know talked to our executive producers we're probably going to go to a more bi-weekly schedule Mm-hmm. Um, with this, with life coming back to a lot of busyness, a lot going on in life and everything. It's uh, well, Biden did say the pandemic is over. Oh, well, thank you. So, so life has returned to normal. Correct. Um, but yeah, there's a lot going on in life. And I think that it's just a, uh, you know, I, I didn't mind having the week off. It was actually a nice breather. Um, and I was so busy at work with work stuff that I, I needed the time off. Yeah. So, So. you know, so I think that that's something that going forward, we're going to, we're going to do as we'll come out bi-weekly on Fridays still, but um, yeah. Yeah, Maybe, and maybe we can revisit that, especially once Picard comes back, we can see how we're feeling. Yeah. Because there, there will be much more talk about, I think once Picard returns and, there might be a lot to pack into one, like doing two episodes in one podcast episode might be a lot. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll kind of have to see. um, Yeah. See what the future holds, but we don't have it, you know, other than Picard in 2023, we really only have prodigy coming up next. We're halfway through next. And then there's one, the one day overlap with the finale of lower decks. And then prodigy takes us into January and think there will be a month off perhaps. That's if I mean, we don't know how many episodes of prodigy are we getting the final 10 from? Uh, Oh yeah, I guess it's not really. I I think you're assuming it's going to be the 10, especially given the time period between the end of October and the start of a card, but it's hard to say. Yeah. Hard to know what's coming up next. So, um, Alex, if you want to reach out to us and just let us know that we'd appreciate it. So we can tell everybody. (laughs) Um, Get right on that. Yes, he should. Well, let's, uh, that's everything. Um, I think for now, let's, uh, jump into, some lower decks conversations and we're going to start out with episode four which was titled room for growth 
<laughs> I can't believe they're sharing that one room. God, they just put four beds in there, and now it's like their private party quarters. Ugh, why didn't we think of that? I don't know. We were tired. Hey, why didn't you guys rev that room for me? We didn't think you would want it. Of course I wanted it. What are you talking about? We all wanted it. Because, you know, beta shifters stick together. We still could have. Well, we kind of got caught up in the all-for-one, one-for-all spirit. Ah, uh, that's the definition of one-for-all. One room for all of us. Hey, hey, relax, man. I am relaxed. I just got back from a spa. Listen, I heard that Delta Shift is having a private party tonight, and we gotta get on that list. We can go back to the terminal. No. no. Come on, you said it was fun. Not that fun. So, Johnson, room for gross. We get some Tiana, Tana, Tiana, and uh, Shaq's oh, yeah. moments. That we was have, so funny. We have some Delta Shift. We have uh, the alien who's like Arax from the animated series. So our second of this alien, which I don't know the name of the alien. I know the alien. Um, but yeah. they seem on the to dove. be... Yes, on the dove. Mm -hmm. um, we have an engineering crew that doesn't want a vacation. Apparently, yeah. Uh, silly people. I mean, why wouldn't they want a vacation? Uh, and uh, a very stressed out captain who has apparently put on her third mask. I know. So this is actually, that was one of my favorite parts of the episode. So I actually think, I know a lot of people do not like masks. I do think that it was interesting. Like it was different. I'm mm -hmm. not saying it was a good, great episode, but it it's like season seven TNG. They were, there were a lot of random episodes, but it was just, it was very experimental and different. And I, I have to give kudos for the more episodic, those episodic um, one-offs where it's just like so random and, you know, you can see that they're just trying, they want to try something different because they always stay back in the same formulas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have to appreciate that they try something very different and very unique. And you're talking about season seven of Star Trek The Next Correct. Generation. Correct, that mask episode, the yes. original TNG episode, which inspired the teaser of this Lower Decks episode. And sort of the after the credits uh, part, which prompted the whole mandatory vacation. Right. Um, yeah, you know, I, I laughed at that. I thought that was pretty... It was so funny. Yeah. Uh, the reference, obviously. Yeah, I mean, anyone who's watched any... Uh, next generation knows of masks. Well, I mean, I, I think in... some people might, it might be obscure because it's not one of the best episodes. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely But not. obviously if our audience is like us, it's like, got it. We know what this is about. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, so yeah, so we have we have that whole, and I, and I liked that it wasn't just like, it just happened and then we you know after the teaser it's like nothing happened there was actually right there's like the, the carry through of the episode there were consequences like, yeah because yes. sometimes it is like one-offs like that where it's like you know just a throwaway but in this case it actually set up the rest of the episode which i like right yes yeah. yes it did and uh which was really really nice to see and then the side mission so while rutherford and the engineering crew get to go to the dove for vacation yeah. Uh, the rest of our Lower Decks crew plans a Mission Impossible slash uh, Ocean's Eleven sort of, not really a heist, but adventure kind of, through kind of, the yeah. uh, depths of the Cerritos to get to this one off 
blind computer. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't quite follow the logic there. Like, basically, there's like only one terminal located in the random section of the ship that would be that they would be able to access this lottery. It was like what? Like, yes, okay. it was sure. uh, sort of off the off the network. Right. Yeah. It was you know so and and by all by the map, I would say it was right below the bridge. You know, basically. But Wait, crossed... I thought it was in the engineering section in the secondary hall. Oh, is it? Oh, because yeah. I thought the map was leading them to the very top, up to the top of the ship. But I know, I guess. No, they're... I think they were going from the top of the ship, from the saucer section, all the way down through um, themselves and into that... the mm-hmm. weird deflector section. Right. Okay. Yes, that yeah. makes more sense now. Thank you for clearing clearing that up for me, because clearly mm-hmm. I did not know what was going on I well was it thinking... was sometimes hard because like the, sometimes the orientation it's like it, because you have no idea where they are and it's also like the configuration of the ship sometimes it does seem very odd like it's like where are they like they're in like this massive like section under the airponic space or something like, you know it's like okay like you know where is this yeah exactly and you know just going back to the very first episode of our decks you know there's the you know when they're showing Tendi the map of the ship. There's where the bridge is, and then they go all the way to the bottom of the saucer section, right. saying so, this is back. where we yeah. are. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I thought, yeah. So that's also why it's confusing because I guess they did start at the top of the saucer section. Right. No, the California through. class is a little weird because there's all this empty space. It, it you know in between the secondary hall and the saucer section, and right. it's, it's kind of odd, like you know, yeah. in terms of navigating that so yeah um but yeah so they go on this little adventure and all because tendy over here is delta shift talking about right right uh the lottery the room lottery and yeah. so did you ever have that in college or anything did yeah you ever every year lottery? yeah after fre- you know after freshman year freshman year you get assigned a room and then after that in the spring there's a lottery had, yeah there's a lottery and you picked your roommates and you picked what you know you were in the lottery and you picked a room yeah i only did that one year so for my senior year not to sidetrack us but my junior my sophomore and junior years i was able to get into because we had suites we had right um, yeah college suites for sure and i was able to get into existing with some friends like there i i was friends some upperclassmen so they were able to just get me in but then senior year, we had to go into a lottery. And I remember it was there was a lot of stress about it. I wasn't able to, like, I think we had to be somewhere. I wasn't able to go. But then I went with, like, I had some friends deal with, deal with it. And I remember us celebrating <laughs> once we got, like, the kind of suite we wanted. Like, the five of us, we were all ecstatic. It was nice. such a thing. Yeah, I mean, so I was in a triple my freshman year, and then uh, our a triple, a triple, three, three of in us in one room. Yeah. Oh my god, I had a single in my uh, freshman yeah, year. No, no, there are no singles freshman year because um, you're assigned. You're assigned a dorm. You're randomly assigned a dorm, and you're randomly assigned roommates. Some randos. Yep. And so I had oh, a god. triple my How freshman. Was yeah, you know, it was, it is what it is. You know, it is, um, you, you know, gotta get over it. You, yeah, you, you know, and yeah. then, uh, I got 
So that so our hallway really bonded. So in our dorm, there were it was four floors, and each mm-hmm. there was an A hallway and a B hallway, mm-hmm. and our third floor B hallway really bonded. Mm-hmm. Um, and so most of us stayed together as a hallway for the most part. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, we oh, all now I'm reminiscing to- about college in my head. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. And so I ended up in a. So in this case, I got a, a junior. I guess he was a junior at this point. Picked up two of us as a as sophomores, mm. and basically was trying to get this two room suite. Mm. Mm-hmm. Are these two rooms that were joined? Which wouldn't we didn't go back and forth between the rooms, but there were essentially that's how the the room was grouped. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the two of us had the two sophomores had one room and he had this other room that was a single. So yeah, yeah. that was my sophomore year. And then my fresh uh, junior year, I got a single across from one of my good friends. Um, but then I think I switched to a different floor. Something happened. I don't, maybe I was in a double and then the, a single opened up. I can't remember the beginning of my junior year. This is also the time in which I was going through the pre-med crisis of, um, you know, organic chemistry and the hell all that hell and um, you took orgo i did yes two semesters because i was pre-med for a year and a half in college wait did i know this i don't know you you an english major right i ended up with an english degree yes you were pre-med for a year and a half yes i don't know you you're a stranger i don't know anything (laughs) about your life oh my god you took orgo i hated orgo Oh, I did we too. I thought about this like years ago. I got a C minus and a D in Orgo. I got a C plus in Orgo. Yeah. It was the Which worst. Which are I, essentially. I, never understood it. I crammed for it. I tried to. Yeah. I, I I just did not understand. I did not understand. Yeah. I didn't understand the configurations of the molecules. I was like, I don't get it. I don't I don't understand why this is here. Like, And then I remember like my tutor just being like, it's how it is. And I'm like, that's not good enough. <laughs> and I never got it. I never got well, it. Well, for those of you who might not know, uh, organic chemistry is the uh, cutthroat class for pre-med students. So it's sort of like the, if you do well in it, you can continue in pre-med. If I don't you cutthroat. Do... It wasn't cutthroat. It was like the, it was oh. a rite of passage. It was like. No, no, it was cutthroat. And at Notre Dame, it was cutthroat. It was oh, like, if you didn't do well in Orgo, you might as well give up any hopes of ever becoming a doctor. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, and so yeah, so I um you got a C minus and a D. So I got C minus and D. Um yes. I passed. I mean, technically I did I, too, but yeah, you know. Wait, is is D passing? Yeah, it's not an F. I didn't fail. I so I did fail uh cell biology though. Oh, okay. So, um, okay. You got yes. an F? I got an F in cell that's biology. Really bad. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's I, really bad. I, I, no, I have no 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 qualms about trying that at all. Yes, I, you know, I have many failures in my life and that is one of them. Yes, that actually officially put the nail in the coffin of my mm. pre-med career uh, or my oh. hopes for becoming a doctor. So, yes. So anyway, yeah. So I, junior year, I had a single, I, th- I think on two different floors. I think I switched rooms and, and got a single that opened up. And then uh, senior year, I was in a single because I was an RA, but I was on the first floor. So, um, yeah, uh, but yes, room lotteries, all this to say that room, yes, that yes. is sort of a <laughs> like college rite of yes, passage. Tangent. And here we are 
uh, reminiscing about it after watching Lower Decks, which but was- that was the thing. So when they had the option of cheating when they got to the console and they're like, oh, it's just one room. Immediately, I was like, why don't you guys just share the room? Like, you know, just put four beds in the room. I didn't make that jump. That. I did not think of that. Um, I immediately I- thought about that. So then I was like, wait, wait, why are you not thinking about it? And then, yeah. <laughs> of course, Delta Shift does that. Like, yeah, we're all sharing this one room, bitches. Yep, yep. That was like, why didn't you guys think about this? And I did, I did enjoy the fact that that, that whole thing. So we get to see what the corridor where they're sleeping, where their quarters, quarter, quote unquote quarters right. are, their bunks are. And it was much busier than it's ever been in all of the seasons so far. I mean, yeah, it, right. it was, it seemed very much like overpacked, like people were packed in. Mm-hmm. So the Cerritos has picked up some crew apparently. And now they're, it's busier and fuller than ever, I guess. But yeah. Um, so that lended the whole, lended credence to the whole idea that a room lottery was a big, big deal, especially for lower deckers, which I yeah. thought was the, you know, a great, uh, great thing that we hadn't seen before. We hadn't seen it really been that busy. It kind of, yeah, it kind of looks fun, but I could also see how it's very annoying. Yes, absolutely. But, you know, it's fun for five minutes and then it's like, actually, this is actually terrible. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so that, yeah, you're right. It, you know, after the fact, you're kind of like, oh yeah, they could have, why wouldn't they have all shared? And somehow. No, I mean, thought about that. I was like. And Rutherford had that idea and, but he was busy relaxing on the dove. So, um, yeah. You, you know, and it was kind of funny because even at the end, he seemed stressed out. Like it was a little bit more, you know, a little his reaction to them was a little more intense. Like, oh, the vacation, quote unquote, vacation didn't take on him. But right. in reality, the person who really needed the vacation was Captain Freeman after being possessed by the spirit of Manuki. Manuki. Um, so which is a great name. Gotta love that. But I love how Mariner says, stop putting, you know, stop putting on these damn masks. Like, or stop touching masks. Yeah, stop touching masks. Yeah. Um, seems pretty obvious, right? Yeah, pretty especially obvious. the third time. Uh, so, yes. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was a fun episode. Um, yeah, I liked it. Um, you know, it was kind of, uh, it, it wasn't uh, very like, oh, my God, all these things happened episode, but it was kind of, very much a day in the life kind of episode, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was, it was just fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anything else on room for growth? Um, well, we touched on it, but yeah, yeah the shacks and Dr. Tom. Oh yes. scene, so the, that yeah. Was, so. That was, it was funny. It was, it, I really liked it. Yes. It was a throwback to Captain Proton with the black and white holodeck. Mm. But it was just their interaction and some of the throwbacks. I was like, Shaq's being like, yeah, I died and we never talked about it. Right. Um, that was a yeah. good callback to season one, season two. Yeah. <laughs> when Dr. Toronto was like, do you want to suck on one of my nipples? I was oh, like, yes, yes. <laughs> Oh my god, that's uh, right. She's a cat, so she probably has like eight nipples or something. Yes, right. And um then she tells him the story about how she lost her tail, which I had totally forgotten about and trying to remember if that has ever been brought up before. Wait, so did she always have 
like a like just never have a tail um apparently like, so so i've right, never so noticed you're, you're, that and i should have probably about back. this so yeah no i, I mean it, it clearly either i mean unless it happened somewhere in the season in one of those stories that we never see that yeah. But I don't I don't recall. So probably yeah, that's one particular detail that I probably the best remember. place to check would be that mission where Mariner and Tendi go on to get her the box. Yeah, because that's what I'm trying to think of because she's like, you know, crawling around the box. And I'm trying to remember if I feel like there's a tail. Yeah, involved I in remember that. Yeah. there being some sort of tail, but maybe it was a short tail and I just don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Very possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, Interesting, but uh, they love this violent streak, and uh, they heard her sex. Yeah, they name like is, it rough, basically. Yes, and uh, her sex name is Diana, right? <laughs> Diane or Diana, um, yeah. uh, which is hilarious. And I loved how the Lord Eckers were just all grossed out about this up until Tendy wanting to hear the story about her tail. Yeah, what happened with the tail? Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I thought that was a nice effect. And I'd heard it on another podcast, uh, actually on Discovering Trek, and I paid attention to it in this rewatch today. And I love how the light from the tunnel that they're going into actually gives them color, but they stay black and white. Yeah. That was really brilliant. I didn't uh, notice that when I was watching, but I heard about that too. And I was like, oh, that's... A small I like the I like when they have small details like that. Yeah, that was a really and when you pay attention to it, just how they do it, it's uh actually really cool because it's sort of like the light just illuminates the very edges of their whatever is above the Mm. the uh hole, the the tunnel. Um so it's just uh I thought it was a really well well done um piece of the episode. But um yeah, I, t- I can't think of anything else really that stands out from this episode. But uh, I mean, there was a scene underneath a hyponic bay or whatever where they were tripping. Oh, they were tripping. That's funny. Yes, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, this was just yeah, this was I think the first episode where I just kind of enjoyed the whole episode and wasn't really like it was just it was just a good episode all around. Yeah, it was like things happening. It wasn't like there wasn't yes big narrative momentum it was it was like a sandfall episode it was like things happening in life yeah there are definitely things that are happening so anything else about room for growth no no i think we covered most of it cool well i'm excited to talk about the next episode Mm -hmm. episode five reflections which for me is my favorite of the season so far I guess Starfleet taught you something after all. No, 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 don't, no, don't say that. Just hang in there, okay? You're, you're gonna be okay. We just need to engineer a solution. <laughs> I was always so angry at everything. But you, all that rage is gone. Well, can't we merge and just be both of us? All our memories combined? Nah, then we'd both be gone. <laughs> Sometimes it's better to grow. <gasps> I just remembered how we got the implant. Remember. We thought we could do anything. Damn it, no! Come on, keep it together. This is going to send us back years. How much do you want to erase? Everything that has to do with me or the program. That's a lot. 
and come out with a totally different personality. I don't care. What do we do if someone asks why he has it? We program that in. He'll think it was elective. The implant was a cover-up? <laughs> I guess someone broke even more rules than we did. <coughs> no, no, just hang on. We can transfer you into a positronic brain or... Uh... No, no, this is right. Don't lose those friends. <laughs> Thanks for one last race. Okay. Well, wait, have you watched the whole season at this point? Did you get no? I I did. I have watched up to episode eight. I watched episode eight last week. Do we get episode nine and ten? No, I did. Last time I checked, I did not. I watched. I don't remember seeing a note about Uh, that. So I don't. I don't remember seeing. I actually don't remember seeing the note about episode eight. So, Mm, um, okay. But yeah, so but going back and watching rewatching reflections, mm. definitely this is by far my favorite of the season. So it far. was a, it was a very yeah. strong episode, and Mike McMahon wrote it. Oh, okay. I did not. Uh, yeah. I didn't didn't catch that piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that makes a lot of sense, and I I I think I love this episode because it carries forward some things that we've seen in season one and two and gives them a little more beef and a little we learn about a little bit more obviously we learned a lot more about rutherford but we also trying to think who who else did we learn more about or well we kind of teased mariner like in terms of where her head might be at in terms of her future in starfleet which i think is actually Good. And that like, sort because, of happens at the yeah. end of the episode, right? It does, but it yeah. also does make sense given her current trajectory of season where she's kind of coming back into conflict with her role within Starfleet and yes. her being assigned um, under... Ransom. <laughs> ransom, thank you. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, it's late. Um, assigned under Ransom and her kind of thinking about, you know, or kind of getting teased with other p- potential career trajectories, you know, like, you know, yeah, outside yeah. of Starfleet. Yep. No, so. definitely. Um, you know, the other piece that I really enjoyed about this is Boimler. Like we see mm-hmm. bold Boimler again, or we, we saw him last episode, but we, we saw, we saw him. yeah. I mean, it was like, he, he was like, I'm bold Boimler. I'm like, okay. Like, I don't recall bold Boimler being mentioned in the last two episodes, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like Boimler going up, the the you know going crazy yeah. was great to see that like a, and also to see him and ransom at the end of the episode mm-hmm. walking and ransom was kind of proud of him he's yeah, yeah. let's have that a drink nice. and you can tell really me all okay. about it um so that that was really cool um so but the the main push of this episode really i mean it is a little bit about mariner i mean a lot about mariner and boimler being stuck at, at this school fair for lack of better words uh but we get to see rutherford's pre or during starfleet academy self and who he is now and uh this whole idea of like the idea that the um his implant was elective Mm -hmm. which was really interesting to learn and to see how that all works out and ends right um i thought was really great we still don't know why or who is behind it mm-hmm. um but uh and i so i like that tea 
movies and i hope that we get to see that next season or even later this season maybe but i hope that they'll continue to build off of this and that it'll give rutherford something exciting either next season to kind of focus on or or whatever so um but i really liked seeing this other other um other side of rutherford Rutherford. young rutherford as it were yes very angry very rough around the edges yes and i kind of want to know more about his story like young rutherford's story and why he was so angry and sure a lot of young people are angry but you usually don't really get the the sense that young cadets in Starfleet are pissed off and angry at the world, but apparently Rutherford was. So I, I am curious as to what led him when he was in his youth to that point where he was so angry, at everyone, everything. Yeah. It makes you kind of wonder how he got into Starfleet Academy with that kind of attitude and yeah, how he, how he stayed in the yeah. Academy. And cause as we know, Starfleet's very selective. Yeah. So Usually, you know, like the cadets that we see in Star Trek, they're, they're you know, not necessarily happy-go-lucky, but there is a certain level of unbridled enthusiasm about Starfleet's mission and yep. what it stands for. So it was like, yeah, why is he so pissed off? Like, what, what was the catalyst that led him to that point? And as you were saying that, I actually had an idea and I, about this. I'm wondering if it wasn't, if his dad wasn't in Starfleet, and this was his dad who somehow allowed him to do all this. Like, and it would mm-hmm. be very appropriate because I think it would tie back into the Delta Flyer and Tom Paris and Admiral Paris's relationship. Oh, that'd be interesting. So it'd be an interesting parallel to have those two things kind of, you know, so whether he's a captain or whatever his father might be, but definitely mm-hmm. I, I feel like it might that might be a cool, cool way to see, um, see Rutherford's past a little bit more. So, yeah, I hope we get more of that. I feel that we will, even though young Rutherford has been, I guess, erased more or less. Right. I'm hoping that we'll get more about his story once we kind of reveal what the whole conspiracy is or like what right. the experiment was or whatever, because yeah. There were flashes when they, the towards the end, and then they're oh, I, there was a shadowy person A was like oh right. yeah like we're gonna lose all this, all right. this work we put in or something like that yes. was something along those lines. Yep, right, right. It's like oh, was he involved in something you know yeah. or part of like some conspiracy or cover up or maybe it was some experiment or who knows? Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, so I really, yeah, I really hope that we get to see more of that either later this season or definitely in season four, which I know Mike McMahon is actively writing. And did you notice that because Young Rutherford was showing, you know, how he was, he did races and the yeah. Devron poster? I saw the Devron, Devron poster. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, the Devron system. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 So yeah. there are a lot of Easter eggs in this one, particularly in in the show not the show floor or whatever you call it like with those booths there were yes there yes, are there are of... the collectors um yeah. from tangy there were the i don't know what the name of the aliens are the they from move along home the, the yes. gamers or the whatever gamers, and, yep. and 
Boimler is like, stop trapping people in your games or like, whatever. Yeah, there were, you know, every every group that Boimler gets mad at, there's some sort of like connection. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, um, I can't remember her name because they show it in the captions. But the the archaeologist next yeah, to her is very she's very, um, very much like um, not Lita. Who am I thinking of? Vosh. Um, Vosh. Thank you. Yeah, she's very Vosh. Yeah, she, she was very Vosh like. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I like that. Um, like that kind of callback and and she does she steals the grand nagus's uh staff right yeah to return to the grand nagus i guess so which i um who would be the grand nagus at that point is it is it nog uh, is it nog well nog was just made grand nagus i think in this timeline probably like mm, five six years ago maybe yeah so it's probably still nog yeah so that was sort of interesting um, as well. Uh, so just, yeah, it was a fun episode. But Petra. Also- Petra is the... Uh, Petra, okay. I did like, you know, that Petra... It was funny because Petra kept on calling Mariner Starfleet. Yes. And Mariner is like the least Starfleet out yes. of the lower deckers. Yes, and is. She kept on egging her, like, and kept, you know, kept on calling her that. And... Um, which is ironic because I think that that's why by the end it's like, you know, we get these hints that like, is Mariner going to stay in Starfleet or is she going to pursue something else? Yeah, she was definitely pressing the buttons of Mariner for sure. Um, yeah. But, it, you know, it, it's funny because Mariner at the same time, she was she came to Starfleet's defense, you know, like obviously she shouldn't blow she up did. like Boimler, but right. she... She was kind of like, you know, trying to you know, push back on Petra and what she was saying. Mm-hmm. And like, no, like, you know, Starfleet is about good, blah, 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 whatever. And obviously, and then Boylan rolls up. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm interested to see where Mariner's journey this season kind of takes her. And they're obviously planting seeds for yeah, I, I felt like that. I, I didn't. So I thought it was I, this was in this last rewatch, which was just a couple of hours ago. That's when I think I picked it up the the most was like, oh, now I'm seeing. I, I can see that this is leading somewhere and I feel like we are going to like Mariner's going to make a decision at the end of this season about her future. Right. And um so and, and I, you know, knowing a couple of other details about the upcoming episodes, I I think that that's going to be a theme across many mm. characters. So, mm. Um, mm. so yeah, uh, but yeah, I fi- I finally picked it up at the end of this rewatch, and I was like, ah, I mean, I knew she saved the contact, and I was like, okay, but this time watching it, I was like. Yeah, this is um, this is leading somewhere. You know, Mike McCann yeah. man does not just put things into episodes for the sake of putting things into episodes. So I think there's a little bit of foreshadowing here. Um, right. Although whether she chooses to leave or whether she's kicked out by ransom is TBD. But um, I'm hoping that it's more like her choice and not like if she does go that way. If she does decide right. to leave, I hope mm-hmm. it's I hope it's a proactive choice on her part and not 
you know, her and Ray right, right, get that, into like a, you know, a that's a path that she's making herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that this, you know, so we'll see. I I don't know the answer to this. Um, so I have not seen the whole season. So, um, but yeah, this is the first time I sort of picked up on that, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is this could be a potential thing with her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, and especially especially given that Boimler was the one that left the booth and got into trouble with Ransom, not Mariner, mm-hmm. and that they also got a bunch of people to sign up because of Boimler. Yeah, no, explosive, like the guy who walks up and says, "I want to have the confidence that he does." Yeah. So, um, but speaking of which, I had this thought a minute ago, and I wanted to share it. You know, so we learn a lot about Rutherford's background, or we learn more about it. The one person we really don't know a lot about, except for the fact that his family owns a raisin farm, right? Whatever is Boimler. Uh-huh. We didn't really see. You know, we know Mariner's family. We've seen some family from Tendi. We a little bit. Yeah. We've seen some backstory now on Rutherford, um, but we really haven't, other than him at the beginning of the season working the raisin farm mm-hmm. um we have not seen anything about boimler's family so i think it'd be interesting to see something along that lines yeah it's interesting because i feel there's still a lot we don't know about them and tendy hasn't had much to do this whole season like up to this point yeah, they keep on intuiting about her becoming a senior bridge o- or a bridge officer, um, which I assume would be alpha shift. As I, that's what it sounds like. It would be different than mm-hmm. what Boimler and Mariner are on, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, also it's a support ship. So having a science officer on the bridge at all times doesn't seem like it would fit in with the mission parameters of a. No, I don't know. Class. I don't know. Um, but who knows? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I would say Tendi's probably the, you know, well, this was a big Rutherford episode. Yeah. She's you being, know, Tendi is a little bit underused this season. So hopefully we'll have more with I her. I mean, she did have her senior, she did have her moment two weeks ago, right? With the whole science, when the, the mines on the planet, she was up in the, Starting her training with Mig. Oh yeah, Mignolo. yeah, you're right. So you're she right. was sort of the star. Yeah, there's a little bit for her. of the yeah. the show for that episode, mining the mines. mines. Yeah, mines, mine, mines. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll 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 kind of see uh, see what happens. And, and uh, you know, I did catch. I was cooking, but I did catch the mid season ready room, which covered. Uh, which had Tani Newsom in it. And uh, I think the most interesting part of that interview is her talking about her and Jack being on the set of Strange New Worlds and how different that is from... Oh, yeah. I'm excited for that. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, I am too. Um, I, I'm a, I'm super excited about season two, Strange New Worlds. Um, I would say I'm even more excited about that than I am about Picard season three, but... Oh really? Know how you feel? I I know how you feel about Picard, so I'm. I... Well, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, hope is there, is that phrase like? Yes, hope I know. Refreshes something. What is it called? Um, you're good your at hope these. Hope remains eternals. Yes, hope, hope springs eternal. eternal. Hope springs yes. eternal. Yes. So that's my relationship with Picard. Yeah. It's every season. It's like oh, they're re- they're changing things up. 
the you know new showrunner. Okay, great. Yes, you right, know, right. like mm-hmm. I have hope that it's going to be good. And you have that hope about Picard. I would not say you have that hope about Discovery. No, I mean, on so many <laughs> no. bad seasons of Discovery already that I'm kind of over it. Yes. And yeah, I honestly, I understand. the description, I don't know, I don't think we talked about it at length, but the description that came out of Star Trek Day was not encouraging. What was it? I <laughs> I must have missed it <laughs> all of the, all of the exciting news right that was announced on Star Trek Day. I must have missed that one bit of uh, news about season, Discovery. Season five? Yeah. Season five. Uh, was it even announced at Star Trek Day? There was just while Wilson Cruz did the tour. Oh, the walkthrough. Yeah, the tour. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, Hi, Wilson, by the way. Hi. <laughs> we, we love your show. We, lo- we, we love you. We love um, you. <laughs> um, and Paul. Um, you and Paul. I must Anthony find this blurb okay well you keep searching for it so anyway um hope springs eternal for picard i'm glad to hear you say that but i am most excited about strange new worlds and in fact i started re-watching season one again yeah i watched the first two episodes again i really love the premiere um i think the premiere is really excellent definitely on the level of emissary for me for sure but um okay i found it all right i knew you would find it while captain I burnham and the crew of the uss discovery uncover a mystery that sends them on an epic adventure across the galaxy to find an asian power whose very existence has been deliberately hidden for centuries that could have been season four uh, well no an I, epic I, adventure across the galaxy to find an asian power whose existence has been deliberately hidden for centuries well, uh, what is the, uh, what is the archaeological, do you remember, oh man, the Gates, remember the Gates from the novel series that came out of an episode the Gates, of Next Generation? Iconian? Yeah, like the Iconians, that could be the Iconians. Um, it could be something, I, I feel like that has. But there are that's... others on the hunt as well. Dangerous foes who are desperate to claim the prize for themselves and will stop at nothing oh. to get it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, that's more it's more interesting than I thought it would be. It's it literally you can probably apply this to season four and would probably be it's the same. Uh, that, that was like a disaster. This is this sounds yeah, more but adventurous. they're trying to find an ancient power that is that you know, yeah. So is, ho- hopefully it's not going and it's, and it's a race, it's, it's a race to get there first. Of course, of course it's always a race, right? Um yeah. But this is what I'm wow. talking about. It's just like it, it's it just feels recycled. And it, this did not give me any confidence that season five is gonna be it better than season four at all. I have a little bit more confidence, but uh yeah, I can see where your skepticism lies. I'm very skeptical. I, uh, I'm very I hope skeptical. it's not related to like something that you know everyone needs to save the universe again that would be that would be very rote and very so hopefully it's but it would be on brand oh (laughs) yeah i I literally could hear you saying those words seconds before (laughs) you said them yes yes i do all right you're you're um well so we've we've 
talked for a little over an hour. We've caught up on all the Star Trek news. Anything last from Reflections before we bid our dear listeners adieu? No, this is a great episode. I really liked it. It's, you know, we don't always get mythology building episodes like this for Lower Decks. So whenever they do come along, I'm really into it. Yeah, I would agree that this this sets up some some interesting future yeah. potentials. I don't think every characters. episode needs to be like this, you know. But no, when, no, no, no. when they do nope. drop these big hints about these characters, I'm I'm all for it. Yep, I would agree. Definitely agree. Yeah. So all right. Well, I'm going to cool. take a minute to talk mm-hmm. about our sponsor, Fansets. Yeah, it's Fansets. Fansets is the leading pin collectible, and they have over 400 Star Trek pins. The latest ones, which I know everyone is very excited about, the Confederation badges from Star Trek Picard Season 2 are there. Uh, Please be careful and do not slit anybody's throat with these. Oh, God. Um, But, no, they're not that sharp, I'm sure. But, uh, obviously, we saw that happened in Picard season two. Um, but check those out. There's also uh Rafi Musiker series four women of Trek pin to check out as well as all the deltas from strange new worlds uh, and other women of Trek, including Michael Burnham, Jet Reno, uh, Shauna from the original series, Tendi, and of course, all the pins from Star Trek Prodigy, which is starting up in a month from now. So head on over to Fansets, put a bunch of pins in your card. Don't forget those memorial pins from Strange New Worlds as well. You also have the Bajoran Militia badge, uh, which mm-hmm. is also considered part of, I, I'm assuming that's part of the Delta's Dunright collection. But um Head on over, check them out. They've got a ton more pins that you can go through and take a look at. So many great pins. And if you put more than $30 in your cart worth of pins, which is pretty easy, picking up two, just two of these Deltas would do that for you. You are going to get free shipping in the US. And if you use the code TrekGeeks, all one word, you're going to get 10% off your order. And we want to thank Fansets and their amazing team for supporting the Trek Geeks podcast network. And Deep Space Pride. Thanks, Fansets. All right. Um, I think that does it for this episode. Uh, we would love to hear from you on social media or on email. And we would love to hear your thoughts on these two Lower Decks episodes. You can email us at deepspacepride at gmail.com. Or you can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at deepspacepride. And if you have any thoughts as to what we should be talking about, during our 100th episode which is again coming up very soon let us know yeah we are actively trying to get some a guest star to join us i'm not holding my breath but i mean I i'm guess, not either but, but i guess given that we are now on a bi-weekly schedule we have a month to figure it out yes yeah here's hoping here's hoping and uh i have a bunch of stuff to give away too so we're going to give away some stuff on our 100th episode as well we do. What, what is a swag that I do not know about? Uh, the DVDs that we get. Oh, DVD did you sign up for it? Yes, I do have that. Uh, yes, I did sign up for Discovery Season 4. We'll see if we get it. But I do have a bunch of, I think I have Season 3. I have, uh, yeah, I have a bunch I of. I should have signed up for it just so I could buy uh, it. But there we are. <laughs> well, we have a bunch of DVDs to give away. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, 
So maybe we'll uh, have a few other extras. So stay tuned for that. Probably we'll announce that for episode 99 next time. So come back and listen to us again next, next in two weeks. In two weeks. In two right. weeks when we right. get back together and we talk about lower decks and probably no more anniversaries because this is the season for anniversaries. No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't expect any news to really draw. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll just probably have, you know, maybe we'll catch up a little bit with Deanna and... Uh, yeah, um, should. People want to know what's happening in our lives. Yes. I want to know what's happening in my life. <laughs> what's happening you want to know is with yeah. your life yeah exactly yes so thanks for listening everybody we'll see you back here in two weeks bye everyone Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.